And now, two guys and a grill. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Oh, thank you very much, and welcome to another edition of The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. That's Stunt over there. And that's Jake on the other side. I always say over there, and you say, and no one can see us. You know what I would like you to do for me for future references? Mm-hmm. You should say, that's Stunt to my left. I'll say, oh, that's Jake to my right. Painting a picture for our audience. That's a better idea. Yeah. Well done, Thank sir. You. Well done. Well, you do like the sports guys do. What do they do? Uh, 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 we'll be moving. Stunt is on the left side of your radio. Ah. And I'm on your right. Yeah. We're going left to right on your radio dial. There you go. I don't know. Which is always kind of funny because that's compared to going north and south in your radio dial. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, like, because if you do that, I always figure, like, if, it, if it's like a football game and they talk about going north and south, or because then I figure, like, you're going to run into the radio. Like, you know, right. Boom. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just trying to, you know, play through here. All right. I just say it took us all of five seconds to immediately get off topic. Yeah, I know. We didn't even, we never even got on topic. No, it's true. Did I even say welcome to the barbecue you show? Did, or did I that just, part. okay. Yeah. So you know it's the barbecue show. We obviously we're off track because it's Stunt to Jake. So thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to follow us and like us on Instagram as well as the Facebook. And you can, uh, I guess you can always reach out and email us and such. If you, you sure can. Do that, so. Send us messages. We got a whole lot of uh, great uh, requests over the week mm-hmm. on our Facebook page. So some stuff we're going to talk about in the near future. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get better with the social media. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, one thing that would force us to be better is if you interacted with us more on that platform and then we would be there more often. Correct. So that I'm not saying uh, it's your fault <laughs> as a Jeez. listener. I'm just saying it'd be helpful. We would love to have your help because right. we need all the help we can get on that part of it. Now, when it comes to cooking things. And smoking things, <laughs> we got it. We're doing just fine there. <laughs> Speaking of which, what'd you do over the weekend? So, uh, made, last week, I should yeah, say. Yeah, I made pork belly last weekend. Oh, I was so excited to do it. Sweet. I've been waiting to do it. Uh, so uh, let's see. We went shopping earlier in the week. We went overboard. See, I was basically left alone to do my own shopping, which is always a problem. Ooh, yeah. So I got a giant pork belly. We got chicken breasts, and we got um, some hamburger meat. And the hamburger we used up earlier in the week for hamburgers. That's nothing. Right. But then. Uh, we got uh, went down to the chicken breast, just smoked them, seized our marinade them, smoked them, had them for the week. We had meals all week long off that, right? Uh, the girlfriend and I did. Good call. Uh, good the call. pork belly, though, on Sunday was phenomenal. Now, I chop, I did something different. Usually, I see, I shouldn't say I did something different. I've never done pork belly before. Okay. People I've been with, I've seen uh, score the back, the fat cap, mm-hmm. and put it down with seasoning and let it go. I cut it into three big chunks Ooh. and put one down, uh, cut one up in cubes for pork belly burnt ends and cut up and just left one as like a sandwich pork. Like we just would then mm-hmm. sliced off sandwich meat off it. And the other one I cubed up and I made a, uh, it happened Thursday night, I made a uh, barbecue porked rice, if you will. Barbecue pork rice. Oh, sure, Instead sure. Chicken fried rice. So you, with little cubes of the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes so sense. That was really good. We had, a, we had an Asian barbecue sauce I've been meaning to try, so I finally said, we're doing it tonight. We did it. So uh, it turned out really good. I was really excited about that. So that was on uh, Thursday, and that's what we did. And pork nice. and the burnt nice. ends... One problem I had with the burnt ends, they actually got a little burnt. Oh. So they're a little bit harder than you want. Okay. Uh, whether they got a little crust hot or a little more crusty than you wanted them to be. But the part that you put in your mouth just melted away. Tastes like candy. It now, was phenomenal. I know, listen, I, uh, it sounds all sounds amazing. I'm, I know I'm the exception to this rule. And I, I, I truly am. But uh, when I hear something, when I order something like, say, at a restaurant or at, at a buddy's patio, 
and he says uh, burnt ends, and they come out and they're perfectly tender, like like a like a good steak. I'm like, well, that's not a burnt end. You know, the burnt end, I feel like it's got to have a little burn to it. So I, well, wouldn't, I wouldn't lose any sleep on that if I were you. You're not probably wrong, except for it was too much. It sounds delicious. Uh, it was. It honestly it was a delicious, delicious meal other than that. The uh, the pork belly, and here's just a tip if you want to try one again, and you can do it in halves as well, is uh, do the scoring thing. Um, and then when it's all said and done, we, uh, we shred them and we make um, Asian street tacos. With the pork belly? Yeah, with yeah. the pork belly. And that's just, and I know we've talked about that before here on the show with, uh, you can put a little coleslaw or cabbage in there. Uh, what did I do? Oh, uh, curling this week, last weekend. Imagine that. And uh, bunny spiel. So we did the the, ro- the hog roast. Yeah. Which I got to say, uh, I've been a part of the hog roast many, many, many times over the years. But most of my involvement has been uh, walking outside and talking to the guys that I've employed to do. When I say employed, <laughs> I'm like, here's three beers. Get out there. Go on, stand there. Uh, um, you know, hey, how's it going, guys? Do you need anything? What's up? And then when you're ready, let me know. And we try to gauge the time mm-hmm. and then help cut up and do all that fun stuff. Uh, this time around, there was literally me. <laughs> that stinks because you got a lot going on already. I think I had one. Uh, I had one guy or two. Well, let me rephrase that. I, as always, you always have the experts that come in at the at the last at minute. At the end, yeah, no, no. What did the, what? What was the temp on that? That's not enough. It's got to uh, no. Just calm down. And the experts so, always come in just in time to take the trophy. Like, look what we did. Yeah, I ran home to get some stuff to cut it up because you know we when you do a whole hog and we carry the whole pig into the building, mm-hmm. um, which is cool because when we get in and we set it down, everybody claps. Yeah, you know it's yeah. a big deal. It's kind of fun and it's it's part of the spectacle, which is why you do a whole hog is for the spectacle. You only do it for that reason because yeah. yeah. there are better ways to prepare the meat and do it, uh, but. The spectacles have the fun. So at any rate, uh, so I always put down like painter's plastic on the floor to catch all the drips and the pieces that fly off and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then you still have to mop afterwards, but it just helps with the cleanup. And so I was grabbing all that stuff and I'm getting the, I don't know if it's, but there was a group of guys on uh, Saturday were sitting around the roaster with their lawn chairs out in the parking lot. Uh, they had a radio on. They're listening to the twins game. <laughs> and uh, they may have had a, had a cooler in between them that they were enjoying some cold adult beverages. But they, it was it looked really nice outside, but it wasn't. Wasn't at all. Yeah. It was cold. So they were sitting around the roaster just enjoying the heat coming off of it. <laughs> like it was a big furnace. It was awesome. That's so, fun. Um, got the pig started late. Uh, and that oh, was no. just my fault. And it's a long, drawn-out story about how my phone locked up and I couldn't set my alarm. And it was late when we left the club. And we were like, like three. <laughs> what time did you need to wake up the next day? I wanted to have charcoal under the pig at seven. And I Ooh. woke up at seven. And oh, went, no. Ah! And the pig's in a roaster in the back of the building. I had to get it out and got it squared away. Got it going. Had heat on the pig before eight. And uh, it was done at exactly the right time. So it worked out really well. Yeah. Um, I've made mistakes in the past. I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, (laughs) It was a Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) It was. It was a Wednesday. Um, So this time, you know, the key is monitoring your airflow. You know, you got to keep your heat, obviously, control your temperature. Yeah. Um, But monitoring the airflow is how you do that, the the, the best way possible. And you want to monitor it in a way that uh, you're getting the right circulation of air as well. And that worked out really well. Like I said, it uh, it, uh, it browned up. We came in, it was all black, you know. Yeah. And you just peel that skin off and you're like, <laughs> it was uh, it was beautiful. So it turned out great. It was delicious. Everyone was thrilled. Everybody was happy. Everybody was full. That's awesome. So yeah, I can't Good. complain. Um, and the easiest part, the seasoning. 
Oh yeah? Yeah, none. Just throw it oh. on there. Somebody said somebody goes, What did you season it with? I go, What do you mean? And they're like, You didn't you didn't like rub it or anything? I go, You see how it's all black right now? Because it's been, you know, yeah. in here for eight what hours. What are you actually gonna season when you do that? I right. Yeah, that's the whole that's the whole thing. So uh you didn't need it because it seasons itself. It's just genius. Yeah. So. No, it makes sense. And you, the skin I mean, does that for you. That yeah. fat and the skin will help season the meat. The uh, the cooker I used, I forgot to tell you about that. So uh, a little bit of an offset. So it, okay. had the, it had the two trays. A traditional charcoal uh, pig roaster has uh, two, uh, you know, like eight-inch trays that, that go the length of the deal. So you pull those all the way out, and you fill them with charcoal. Okay. Uh, and then you slide them in, and you can cra- you can pull them out a little bit to create more airflow. But this one also had on the front, it had another offset cooker, like another grill, if you will. Okay. With a hole, you know, with a... Um, a pipe and exhaust that went into it. So uh, I filled that bad boy with applewood. Oh, very fun. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, and so I had that going. So I had smoke coming in from there. Plus, I had the regular charcoal, and uh, it just worked out. I really like well. that. Yeah, so, I mean, out of all the porks that you make, the pigs you made at the curling club for this event, oh, this is the best one? This was by far. The, no, I, you know, they're all really good. And that's the beauty of doing a pig this way is it's hard to screw it up. Right. Uh, but this one was really, really good. You know, last year we ran into some airflow issues and charcoal issues. Right. We talked about that. We talked about that. So we really kind of, we had... To, we had to put uh, pans of pork in the oven to kind of finish them off a little bit mm-hmm. because they weren't quite perfect. And this one, I think we had a one-quart container from some meat that was really, really tucked in deep next to the bone that needed to, that needed a little more love. Yeah. Um, but uh, if, bottom of the roaster pan with all the cooked meat on top of it, they were ready by everybody. By the time, time you got down there. Yeah, it was beautiful. So That's awesome. That's yeah, really lots cool. Of fun. Where did you? Can I ask where you got that smoke? Where you got that unit from? Like, because I mean, you can buy them places. Yeah. But I mean, where do you find one to rent like that? We are. We've talked about at the curling club ourselves, like uh, just investing in one because we need one. You know, once a year, <laughs> and uh, and it's hard to find one. You know, once in a while, I can find somebody who's got one that they'll loan us. Right. Uh, we used to have one that loaned us to us a uh, rotisserie one every year, uh, and then it died, and the guy just never replaced it. And so oh. this was one of those where uh, one of the guys on our board of directors. Knew a guy who had a friend, and <laughs> here him, we go. Him and his buddy have one together, and they rent it out on the weekends or something. So I think we paid a couple hundred bucks to rent the thing, and it was uh, it was genius. Yeah. It worked out really slick, and uh, was uh, easy to use. And a lot of them are like that too. So and you can rent them like up in the Twin Cities, but you got to go all the yeah, way up. Drive, and they're I think the closest one to uh, to us down here in the uh, southern Minnesota is uh, like uh, um, I want to say Roseville or Rosemont. Oh, really? I mean, it's it's not close, and uh, and you have to rent it for three days because they're not open on Saturdays and of Sundays. Not, so you got to yep. go up on Friday or something, and and then you got to you know get it down here, and you got to basically pressure wash the thing with steam and hydraulic oh. fluid or something before you return it. It's right. like, it, you're into the thing for four or five hundred bucks before you get, before you get the pick. Done. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's the only, the only reason I, I'm interested in where we got it, first of all, because it's interesting. But then also, uh, because I always talk about starting out my own rent a grill company. Like mm-hmm. if you did that, like how many people are going to rent a because everybody's buying a big pellet smoker or anything like that. They don't want to spend the money. But if you could rent one for a weekend, you probably would. I think, I think here's what I think. I think that's one of those concepts that everybody loves. Um, the hard part about it is inventory. Right. What you are you going to have? Yeah. 
Because people are going to call. They're going to be looking for anything else, like any other rental place. Always what you don't, everything that you don't have is what they're looking for. Yeah, Yeah. you're not wrong. Or, you know, you have two, you have two pellet smokers and, and they go out right away and then the rest of your stuff just sits. But I don't know. It's it's a great concept. It's always a fun concept to think about because Mm -hmm. like I said, we've talked about this before on the show. I'm interested in maybe getting into like refurbishing grills and smokers. So finding a way to maybe use that and then make some money off it. You just buy one of everything. And then when people need something, we know what to call you. And it's a first come for a serve deal. Yeah. I mean, that works also. The tricky part there is you got to, we're going to have to add on to your garage. So we've got a place to store everything. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. We're going to have to figure out something there. That's no problem. The neighbor's got like three garages behind their house. We'll use theirs. My dad has the ultimate set of tools. We can fix it. (laughs) No problem. We can fix it. It's beautiful. So (laughs) anyway, uh, that's a lot of recap, but for a, for a pig, for a simple pig, but, uh, but it worked out well. And I went old school with the simple basic charcoal. And we talked about this last week and you know, we got into fancy charcoal last year and it just didn't, it didn't didn't maintain the heat the way we needed it to. So, uh, you know, you go back to what you know and, uh, and you enjoy it. And as long as people are happy when it's all said and done, then. Mission accomplished. That's how yeah. it goes. Speaking of pigs, this is a lot of pig talk today with pork belly and entire pirate pigs. Um, Easter is this weekend. Yeah, it is. And uh, ham isn't all you can do. It's not. You could do bunny. <laughs> I, I guess you could. Yeah. I've had squirrel before. Delicious. No, squirrel's not bad if you do it right. Yeah, yeah it squirrel's great. Like chicken. It was yeah. not horrible. Who's it? Uh, what's his name? Dan Ryder from the DNR over there headquarters in New Ulm. He always says that uh, squirrel is the chicken of the trees. <laughs> I think that's what they call it. The chicken of the trees. Yeah. Something like that. It's uh, it's versatile. It's okay. You got to doctor it up a little bit, but it's not bad. I like it. Let's talk Easter food and things you can do on your smoker or your grill um, or just, you know, on your back patio uh, when we come back from the barbecue show in just a moment. Before we take a break, we should probably get to the barbecue show tip of the week. And it is the, once again, Easter weekend, which you got to choose the right ham. Let's say, we're just going to say you're doing ham, okay? All right, I like it. And if you're going to do ham, you have to figure out how long you're going to take, how big you need, and all those factors. So when you're going to purchase one from the butcher, the grocery store, ask at least three quarters of a pound of ham per person. Okay. So you want three quarters of a pound per person, assuming everybody's going to eat just under a pound. Right. So I would say it depends on your family. You might want to plan a pound a person. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> depends on how many leftovers you want, too. And it also is going to shrink when you get it cooking. So keep that in mind, too. Uh, remember that the total cooking time will vary depending on the size of the ham. So if you got a short turnaround for cooking with the family, uh, keep that in mind. I always tell you, by the way, cook with the bone in rather than the boneless. Yeah. The bone in will insulate the meat, uh, which Present, uh, prevents it from like drying out more as well. Correct. So there's a few things to keep in mind. Uh, we'll talk more about some hams uh, when we come back, but I'm just going to throw it out there right now. The spiral cut ham is amazing. No? Oh, I love that one. Do you really? I love the spiral right. cut ham. All right. I put it in the smoker, glaze it. It's amazing. Well, if you glaze it, you're good. Oh, yeah. I'm not just co- eating it just regular. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it, But, you know, if that's your thing, we can experiment and have fun. If that's your well, thing, go you for go. it, man. That's, that's what it's all about. So cool. Good tip. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Uh, the Barbecue Show Tip of the Week is available for sponsorship. If you are interested, <laughs> you can reach out and uh, touch someone. No, nope, uh, don't do that. No, isn't that used to be a... Never mind. I almost got us off track. We got to take a break. We're not going to have time to talk Easter goodies. Let's get out of here. Let's do that. We'll we'll talk about Easter ideas, whether it's ham or is there something else you could do when we return on The Barbecue Show. The Barbecue Show is filmed before a live studio audience. Actually, it isn't. I've just always wanted to say that. 
Two Guys and a Grill with Stunt and Jake. And we're back. Hey! On the barbecue show with Stunt and Jake. Uh, that's Stunt to uh, my left. There you go. And Jake's to my right. See how we did that? We painted a picture there. <laughs> it was a beautiful picture, too. He's wearing a gray hoodie. It's got big cords for pulls. It really does. Yeah, they're rather large cords. Are, these are huge. Uh, and we're in a rectangular room with half the lights off. What's great? Yeah, otherwise it's too bright. No, I agree. Rustin lights kill our creativity. I've said it before. Uh, let's talk about Easter because let's Easter is this weekend, and uh, that's a great time to do food. Uh, and the weather is always just starting to turn and get nicer, so you can get outside and enjoy yourself. So why not do something on the grill? That's right. We talked about hams a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. In the uh, tip of the week, you mentioned the key, I think, to doing a ham uh, is glaze. Yes. If you, especially if you're going to do it on a smoker or you're going to do it on a grill. Smoker, you want to give it, you, you don't want to be in there too much because you want to let the glaze or the, the, the smoke kind of trick the meat, yeah. Right, right. But if you're doing it just on a standard, like maybe, because, you, you know, we talked about this uh, on our TV show appearance. Oh, oh that we just TV did. stars. Um, and we, we talked about, you know, starting where it's comfortable for you. So if you just, if you're trying to do like a ham on a, like a Weber kettle or you got a gas grill yep. and you're just putting it on there and shutting the lid, yeah, by all means, glaze that baby up because you, you're going to be able to recover your heat faster in a situation right. like that. And you're not losing the smoke value that you might be looking for out of a, like, say, a pellet smoker or something along those lines. So don't be afraid to glaze that baby and add some some love and some flavor. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally think if you're just eating a regular ham without anything on it, you're... Um, you're just reheating. I mean, at some points, by the way, you're just reheating those hams, right? Right. And so when you're doing that, if you're if you're not doing something a little more to doctor it up, it's not going to taste any. It's just me, blah, ham, you know? Unless your wife is in the car with you right now, and then it's a chore. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll be out in the garage We've gotta all day. got to get out of here. i got to get the fire just right. I've got to get everything well. set up. <laughs> so there's more than ham, you say? Yes. So if you want to get fancier, uh, I know you mentioned lamb earlier. We, we were talking right. about this before we went on the air. And I said, yeah, you know, I never do a lot of ham. Um, lamb? Or, yeah, lamb. Sorry. Yeah, lamb, ham, L. Bah. The... Um, <laughs> The lamb, I don't do as much of it just because uh, it's usually a little more expensive. Yes. Uh, the cuts of meat are usually a little bit smaller, obviously. Uh, and it, the flavor just is not my preferred flavor. I, would, I was just going to say, it's more expensive for what? Their mm-hmm. flavor's not there, in my opinion. But it's a big thing. Uh, if you do a shoulder or you do like a rack of lamb, right. it is a big deal. People yeah. go nuts about that. And it looks... the. Don't get me wrong. If you do a rack of lamb, it, the presentation looks phenomenal. Well, and that's what I want to talk about because there's two things I would mention. Is one you'll see uh, usually with ham or with lamb rather. There, there's going to be more seasoning involved um, because you want to make sure because sometimes a lamb can get a little gamey, but it does have a unique flavor. Now that doesn't mean the flavor's bad. It's just a flavor that we as Midwesterners who have pigs and cows available at any given moment in time, plus you know deer and pheasants. Um, we just haven't acquired that taste like right. a lot of other people have. And a lot of people do really, really enjoy it. If you're going to do it, um, you know, the shoulder's neat. I've always been a big fan of the uh, the standing rack. You know, do the rib rack and French them out so you mm-hmm. got the bones and, and curl it around and make it look all pretty. And, you know, get the uh, the mint jelly and all that stuff and do it up. Um, again, with the, the key with lamb is because it is a little bit smaller. A little lower, a little slower. You want to make sure that you don't toughen that up because it will. Because lamb does have a tendency to get a little bit tough if you go too fast. Mm-hmm. So be careful of that. 
Um, if you're not a fan of lamb, but you love a good presentation, I would say uh, go the opposite re- direction and go with a standing rib roast. Yes. A beef rib roast, like what you would normally do as a, uh, like a prime rib with the bone in. Yep. Uh, you can do that and you can French those bones and you can still curl that around and, and make, make that crown, make that crown and, uh, and get that look, uh, which is darn impressive when you put, bring that baby in and set it on the table. And if you're, and again, if I'm spending the money and you're going to spend that kind of money, I'd buy that more than the, the yeah. rack of lamb. Yeah. And it does look absolutely great. The presentation and the flavor you get out of that is an, an amazing, right? Right. And two tips I would offer up here on whether it's uh, whether you're going to do a standing roast, um, with lamb or if you're going to do it with beef, however you choose to do it. Uh, the key here is to, you want to French those bones on the yep. ribs, which means you're basically cutting all the meat off in between the bones and around them so that you have uh, exposed bone. Uh, Cause that gives it a much cooler, neater looking presentation. It does. I'm glad you explained that what Frenching the bones means. The other thing I always suggest and I tell everyone save the meat you take off of those rib bones. Yes. That's good rib meat right there that you can do anything with. You can you can take that. It's already kind of broken up small. Uh, I love to dice it up and throw it into uh, maybe if you have like a pasta salad oh, or if you goodness, got like a, if you got like a cabbage type salad, you mm-hmm. can you can dice that up and, and you can fry it. You know, you th- take a cast iron pan, do it right was, out there on your grill. That's why we do the show together. I was just going to say the same thing. Cast iron su- pan alongside everything. Boom. And there you go. Yeah. And it, and it just adds to that. Or if you're doing a gravy or whatever, there's a million things you can do with that. Meat. There really so is. Make sure you save that. You can also just cook it up for yourself while you're out there cooking and then you got a little snack. The best part about grilling growing up was always a little little pieces that you cut off while mm-hmm. your dad cut off while you're waiting. He'd, he'd give you a little bites quickly before mom came back out. Right. Always the best. Oh yeah. Those are the best for sure. Um, and that's a, that's a couple ideas. And these are things that you can do outside uh, on your own. You know, you don't have to do them inside if you don't want. And if you want, if it, if it starts snowing and blowing and you can't get outside, you can do both of these in your standard oven mm-hmm. as well. Um, they definitely work. Uh, one more thing I had listed, right? Two more actually. A salmon, which yeah, you can always true do good. a salmon, or a. I feel like salmon's more for some reason not yet. I don't mm-hmm. know why. It doesn't seem like the right time for a salmon, but this one seems like spring all over the place. A Cornish hen, like if you want to game hens, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you can just smoke one of those up, uh, smaller obviously, and just easy to do. We've done. Uh, we uh, that's interesting. You mentioned it because we've done Cornish game hens for Easter. We've also done them for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, pre-kids, when uh, when the missus and I like couldn't get away, uh, we would do them. Because what's great about Cornish game hens is you can make one for everybody. Yeah. Everybody gets their own little bird, which makes a beautiful plating presentation. Yep. Um, and if, you, for example, it's just, you know, you and one other person, you know, you and your spouse, and you don't want to do a full ham or a full turkey or a full big bird, you each get your own little Cornish game hens and they're... Uh, well, they're adorable. <laughs> they just look so cute. Yeah, they taste so nice. Um, yeah, and that's that's a great little one also. And again, not very expensive typically. Easy to make because you're doing all the same things you're going to do with a normal full-size bird, like a turkey or a chicken. Right. You're just doing it on a smaller, uh, quicker scale. And I think, especially if there's a lot of kids, kids love that concept of having their own... Uh, their own bird. Yes, know? they do. And much like the rotisserie bird you might pick up at your grocery store when you're out, sometimes, you know, mom does that. Like, I don't know, what to, I'm going to grab this rotisserie chicken and uh, and uh, this pre-made pasta salad. And done. This is dinner, kids. <laughs>
And there's nothing better than getting in there and just picking it apart with yeah. your hands. You it, it, it's fun. I actually make, think it makes it fun. Makes it a mess. Watch out for those nice Easter dresses and white bonnets or whatever you got true, on. True, true, true. But uh, it, is, it does make it a little bit more fun for the kids. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, that, the I forgot about the Cornish game. It's good call, Stunt. Yeah. Good call, good. Well, That's why we're here for each other. See, that's why you get first billing on this show. <laughs> oh, do I? Good. Yeah, yeah, that's how that works. That works out pretty well. Listen, whatever you want to do, experiment with some of those things. And it, the other thing, and, and Stunt, I'm, I mean, it's also with all sincerity, you are the master at smoking and grilling sides. I never, <laughs> all my sides always get done in the house because usually we're in a, we're in a group setting. So me and a few people outside working the grills, doing yep. the main protein. And then the ladies are inside and they're doing their thing and they're making all the side dishes, but don't be afraid to try throwing your side dish, you know, do some macaroni and cheese on the, oh. on the uh, smoker, uh, do some, uh, potatoes. some type of potatoes or different types of things like that. Um, you know, whether it's, a, I know vegetables, but, you know, whether no, it's asparagus <laughs> or some carrots or whatever. I don't mind a good asparagus in the smoker or on if, the grill. If you're doing a ham, take some pineapple yeah, and grill it. Trust me on this. Bango, bango. It's delicious. You'll <laughs> love it. It's uh, it's because, it, you know, anytime you grill something, you're just making it better is all you're doing. It's all it does. It's all you're doing is making it better. So uh, whatever you choose to do uh, for Easter, just make sure that you experiment and have fun. The Barbecue Show Hashtag. with Stunt and Jake. Hashtag. Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook.